0: One of my favorite movies as an adolescent is called A Knight's Tale. It stars the late Keith Ledger and is about a poor squire with great ambitions who rises through ill-gotten gains to knighthood and falls in love along the way. During the middle of the movie, his traveling hype man, Geoffrey Chaucer, is introducing him before a tournament and waxing eloquently about this fake knight. He's telling the crowd all sorts of lies. One of the lies he tells about the knight is that he once spent an entire year in silence just to better understand the sound of a whisper. At that point in the movie, this would-be knight has no accomplishments to his name, so Chaucer is just spewing verbal salad to make him sound wonderful. Education through silence is nothing foreign to the religiously-minded. Men and women from all faiths, from all centuries, have taken voluntary vows of silence for long and short amounts of time to gain spiritual insight and enlightenment. The Trappist monks are known for their great silences, only speaking during common recited prayers or at Mass. The poor Clares in Williamsburg observe silence most of the day, only speaking when it is necessary to accomplish the work, receive instruction or during the short period of recreation they may have that day. In Buddhism, it is believed that Buddha sat under a tree in silence and meditation for 49 days straight, until he achieved enlightenment. Not to be outdone by another faith, St. John the Silent spent 76 years alone in quiet contemplation and spiritual reflection on Christ. Recently, science has been reporting how beneficial to the human body periods of silence and mindfulness is. Now, you can call prayer whatever you want— meditation, mindfulness, reflection— but the idea of intentional silence for spiritual and bodily benefit is nothing new. Most of us make noise from the time we open our eyes in the morning until the time we go to bed. If given the choice, we fill the silence with noise because it makes us feel more comfortable. We don't even have to be engaged with the noise. It can be music or a podcast on in the background as we're brushing our teeth, putting away laundry, or doing other chores around the house. It can be a TV show that we have watched and re-watched a hundred times that just plays in the background as the soundtrack to our lives. We often have conversations just to fill the void of silence, because we would rather talk about nothing than experience the sound of silence. Silence can be deafening. It can be scary. It can be boring. I remember a friend of mine in seminary went on a 30-day Jesuit silent retreat. He said that at one point he found himself reading the back of the shampoo bottle in the shower because he wasn't supposed to speak, but silence of the mind also included not reading anything not given by the retreat director. And all he wanted to do was speak during those first 15 days. Five times in the first reading today, it talks about speaking out. And indeed, there are times in which it is our Christian duty to speak up and to speak out. There are other times when it is our Christian duty to say absolutely nothing, even if people are not speaking words of love to us. Wisdom is knowing the difference between speaking out and remaining silent. In the psalm that we all proclaim together, it says, I will praise you, Lord, in the assembly of your people. And indeed, this is what we have come together today to do. We praise the Lord in thanksgiving for all that he has done for us, for showing mercy when he should have treated us with justice. But the nature of praise in the assembly of the people means that we are doing this audibly. It's loud. It's bold. But this is not the only way that praise can be accomplished. For remember, when God was passing by Elijah, and there was a great and powerful wind that tore mountains and shattered rocks, and then there was an earthquake of epic proportions followed by a consuming fire, but God was in none of these. He was found in a whisper. So maybe Chaucer from the movie A Knight's Tale is not too far from the Kingdom of Heaven. There is great power in silence, for when we are silent, we create a space to be filled. Now, we can let that space be filled with our own musings and worries, or we can choose to invite God in and allow him to fill that space for us. People often say that they have a hard time hearing God speak, to which I usually retort, well, how much time do you spend in silence per day? For there are two reasons that we avoid God in silent prayer. The first is that we don't care what He has to say. We are living our life well enough and on our own, and things are going pretty well. We don't really want another opinion. So the idea of spending time in silence seems useless. The second reason is because we are afraid of what He might tell us. If we create space for God to speak, and we invite Him into our hearts, and we take time in silence to listen, we might be convicted of something that causes us to change our lives. And that prospect is terrifying to some people. By choosing to not spend time in silence because we are afraid of what God might tell us, this is the spiritual equivalent of a child sticking their fingers in their ears so they cannot hear their parents' instruction. We spend so much time speaking in prayer, that we often forget prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a conversation which can only be fulfilled and accomplished if we take time to listen. What if the church provided time for us to listen? Special time that allowed us to listen to God during a time when we had a special grace that that allowed us to hear him better. What if that time were offered every time you came to Mass? Would you take advantage of it? because I have news for you. The faithful have been taking time to worship the Lord in the practice of adoration since about the 12th century. But in adoration, we view Jesus from afar, for he is in the monstrance and we are in the pews. But the time after we have received communion, we don't have to look outwardly, for Jesus resides within us, within our very bodies. The Church has long had the practice, which is still very active in many Catholic churches in our own diocese and around the U.S., that after the final note is played of the recessional hymn, that people stop and kneel down and take time to pray and just listen to God. Mass is a communal prayer of thanksgiving, but there is not a lot of time for silence. That being said, the time right after Mass is your own and you can spend a few short moments in silence, listening to whatever God would want to tell you from within, as he resides in you via the Eucharist. This is such a special and finite time that is offered to us. It would be a shame if we let it go to waste. So my suggestion is that today you try it. Take time after Mass to just be silent and sit with the Lord for just a few moments and see what he would tell you. We spend most of our day speaking and making noise. Wouldn't it be nice just to take time to listen?